In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My name is Joe Green, and I'm 96 years old. proclamation to get to them. I was thinking of that in terms of days. In fact, it was two years and some days later that the Texans got the news that they were free. Juneteenth is not something that I've always celebrated and I know little of that celebration. Even in our community today, I noted from the press that a lot of things took place in Newport News, but not in Norfolk or Portland. I think there's a reason for that. I'll tell you a story, and I want you to participate in this go out to Monticello, go north of Monticello to Princess Anne Road, turn right on Princess Anne till you come to Elmwood Cemetery. It's impressive. And if you haven't been there, you need to go and see it, but you've probably been there because Elmwood is such an important part of the life of this city. If you turn left after you enter the gate and follow that road over to a part of the cemetery called West Point Cemetery. It's actually the West Point section of Elmwood Cemetery. 
And immediately you know you're in a different kind of world. The stones disappear, and there's a barren stone here and there. You turn right at that point when you enter and follow along a large wall. And as you follow along this wall, you can interpret it any way you want, and come to another road and turn left, and you will come to a monument, huge monument, built by African Americans to remember the Emancipation Proclamation, and also the graves and the stones are there also for those who served in other wars. My wife plays around with cemeteries. She likes to go in and read what's on the stone. And she was in there one day and the keeper told her about this monument. And did she know about it? She didn't, but wanted to know more. And she went over and there is this monument. It's impressive. She told me about it. Then we learned and look, it was covered with shrubbery, vines, not cared for, not taken care of in years. We got some help from the Masonic Lodge, it's called the Prince Hall Masons of Virginia. And they came and helped us clear away the vines and the shrubbery and restored the graves to some sort of semblance. Today the city takes excellent of this cemetery. And this monument is so visible. It was built in a couple phases as they had more money. In 1924, they built the foundation and it, 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 it's there. And then in 1926, they built the shaft and on it they put a statue of a soldier. The, the uh, model for that statue is a guy named Kearney. Kearney grew up in Norfolk and then went north to fight with uh, Shaw's Massachusetts Regiment. After the war he survived it and came back spent his life in Norfolk, and he is a model on that statue. Having now discovered this place, and also some stories about what they used to do here. In the past, before the Klan ran them out, and that actually happened, they would go every year on New Year's and celebrate the Emancipation Proclamation. We decided we would celebrate on Memorial Day. And so year after year, we had a great celebration at that monument. I was a speaker even one year. We had great speakers. We had Paul 
J. Paul Reason. And why did I mention his name? J. Paul Reason was the first four-star admiral, black admiral. And he came dressed up in his white, and was he beautiful. He's a beautiful man anyway, and he spoke that day. But we had those kind of speakers uh, year after year for about 12 years. And when I retired from retired, uh, it, it kind of left with me. But I, I go back every year to say a prayer, and that prayer is in the prayer book. That's part of my life, so. Uh, oh Lord, you've given us this land for our heritage, make us a people glad to do your will, mindful of your favor, and glad to do your will. It, it's a great prayer. And I prayed each year. But this time I went back and I looked over where we would celebrate and have the choir and the speakers. It was a different group of people there. The daughters of the American Revolution. The speaker was Cassandra Newby Alexander, who is great historian here in the city and a great person. That was different. And I thought this ought to continue. And I noticed they have gone in and put gardens around it. And, and it, it, it's beautiful, well-kept, and an impressive part of our life here in the city. Juneteenth again is something I, I've learned about and because this Texan who was my classmate told me. And now it's a holiday. A lot of people don't work tomorrow and so we need to celebrate it but I thought we did our part on Memorial Day and I like to keep that. In fact Next year on Memorial Day, I would like to invite the choir and the Congregation of Christ in St. Louis, the choir and Congregation of Grace Episcopal Church, the choir and Congregation of St. Mary of the Immaculate Conception, the Basilica to come at 2 p.m. in the afternoon of the Memorial Day weekend and let us have a service together in the name of diversity, in the name of race relations, because I thought that was what the Daughters of the American Revolution had already done. Kind of follows today's history. That's a great lesson today for us to take away. So keep, keep your program this time and, and read that epistle. It says, we all are one. I, I can end here because that, that's kind of the end of my story about 
Juneteenth. <laughs> but I have something more to say. I wanted to go to see what scripture had to say about this celebration. And so I looked in our prayer book at the days that we have in our calendar, and we have two, Independence Day and Thanksgiving Day. There are lessons, there's a colic, there's a gospel. The lesson for, the lesson for both Thanksgiving and And in and, and Independence Day are the same. And they're taken from the book of Deuteronomy. You, you know that book to be the law. And uh, again, you know, that lesson from, from the epistle talks about it. It, and th these are some of the words from Deuteronomy. And I'll just read them. And I hope you go and pick up your Bible and read Deuteronomy again. You read about the law and the law that was given us that we are asked to follow. For the Lord your God is God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and terrible God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. You can make that immigrant. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourner in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and cleave to him. And by his name you shall swear. This is the second commandment. For us, we know the first one. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's taken from Deuteronomy. We, did, we didn't make this up. It's there for us to follow. And Deuteronomy kind of tells us the story of remembrance. You got to remember where you came from, what you went through, and who brought you. It is clear state of God bringing our nation to this point. So this is Juneteenth. We may not celebrate it or have it in our city with great celebrations, but we know that it needs a, God, a, a lesson. I think the lessons already chosen for Independence Day and Thanksgiving Day are excellent choices. God calls us to remember and to remember from whence we come and who it is that brought us. Slavery is over.
That's coming from a mighty long ways. And we have been brought this far by a God. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, be ascribed almighty majesty from henceforth, now and forever. Amen. Amen.